Had it fun a shot off the post. Rebound score. Paul Cotter follows the puck off the iron. Puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia on the left. Westmith got it to him. He scores. Nicholas Wong. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas. Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard inside T-Mobile Arena. Chris Chapman back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Home of the... Well, that's a good sound to hear. Can we just deal with something right off the bat? Yeah, let's, let's do All right. that. So Wallace doesn't show up yesterday. And then today, the opening starts seven minutes early, and nobody's in the studio to correct it, and there's seven minutes of dead air. What the heck is going on with you two? Like, can we get some dedication on this program, please? Okay. Between the two of you? Oh, boy. Like, Wow. What's this, going what's going where, on? This is where we start, eh? Well, let, let's what ha- look what at happened, what happened a week ago when you were sitting at a red light through the first hour of the show. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm you right there about and I'm dedication. listening. You Goodness guys, gracious. There's, there's nothing going on and, and dead air with, with with Chapman. Oh. Chapman, so the, the computer just misfired on you? I, I don't know what happened. Uh, my guess is whoever programmed the hour probably oh. missed a break somewhere. Oh. And Passing the buck. Passing the buck. Hey, again. hey, look, that's listen, that's not my job. So we we have an entire department <laughs> who make a lot more money than I do who handles this and That's well. good. You know, Chapman, I like that answer yeah, right keep there. Keep going, keep going, no, buddy. No, Chapman, gosh darn it. If everybody else would be as dedicated as you and I, mm-hmm. none of this would happen. Yeah, I mean, listen. So it, let's, it, let's, let's if, cut it where, where it deserves to be sliced. If, if you make more money than Chapman and yeah. this happens, yeah. this is your fault, not Chapman's Darn fault. Darn right. What about the seven? Amen, minutes, what brother. about the seven minutes that passed between me well, telling you that we were? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I I didn't see the text. I, I I had to go to the bathroom. So yeah, yeah that, like nature calls. Yeah, yeah. I mean l- that's listen. Nature that, that, calls, red light. I love it. That that, that falls on a different department, and Attaboy. it's not the first time. So no, and it probably won't I, be the last. Nope, time and I I will continue. I won't name names, right? That's not what I'm here for. But well, I'll start naming some names. Well, the people that that you make up if online too. Yes, you I would, would throw them out. Names. Yes, yes. But I don't know anybody. Uh, no, I I won't ma- name names, but yeah. All right, you uh, make more money Chapman, than Chapman. This I should not agree. happen on this, Chapman's this watch. This is giving you a bad shade right now. I don't like it, and I've got your back on. Just like yesterday when we talked about one-timers. Yes. Like, how is that thing not sold, right? Right. Like we, we, yes. We, we, we called everybody out on that. Uh, most popular segment of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start sponsoring it myself. Sponsor. Well, then, then you'll sound like Jared on the, uh, the, the, the press box. One-timers brought to you by Darren Millard's Cameo. The chirp, the chirp or the Cameo. That's it. Yes. Cameo. Darren Millard's Cameo. If you want a, uh, a personalized message... Sent to you from Darren Millard. Log on to my cameo. That's a one-timer. Well, we, we know it, we know we can no well, longer sponsor it by it can no longer be sponsored by our Twitter polls because apparently soon you're going to have to be a paid subscriber to actually vote in polls. Yeah. So the That's good news a, is Johnny Blue Checkmark won't ever have to 
set up a poll because no one will be able to vote for it. My day's getting better and yes. better. Uh, we got the Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights. It's the back half of a home-and-home home for Vegas. But mm-hmm. Edmonton, interestingly enough, actually had a game between tonight and the contest on the weekend in Edmonton as they got by the Arizona Coyotes last night at Mullet Arena on the campus of ASU. Uh, this is uh, this is one of those games where uh, we are just so fortunate to be in this position to take in this type of game that has all the intensity. If it comes close mm-hmm. to Saturday night, we're in for a massive treat because that was spectacular uh, up in Edmonton. Saturday's game was fantastic, and, you know, this is as close to a playoff game as you can get between Vegas and Edmonton without it actually being the playoffs. There's so much at stake for the Golden Knights for seeding and, and the Edmonton Oilers in this game tonight. So I look at it as hopefully a continuation of what we saw on Saturday, high-level hockey at its finest. Well, we are looking at Edmonton as a pest. Like, shrug them off. Get them out of our rearview mirror of the Vegas Golden Knights and have it just focused on trying to get rid of the L.A. Kings to lock down first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmonton, they, they got a couple more things on their mind. They would like to finish first and still have that possibility to get to the top seed in the Pacific Division. But they're also trying to at least, the very least, get into a spot that allows them to open up a playoff series at home mm-hmm. and give them that uh, that seventh game uh, at Rogers Arena. And they're, they're three points back of the L.A. Kings. Yep. They, they've done a good job. We, we know the three teams in their last ten have a combined 24 wins. It's extraordinary. It's, it's the most elite division in the National Hockey League since the All-Star break. Yeah. But Edmonton, as good as they've played, can't seem to get any closer and i'm waiting for the frustration to spill out just like i'm waiting for the frustration to seep in the la kings game uh, a little bit because you can't play this good for this long and not be a little bit discouraged by the fact that you can't make any headway on the opposition right in front of you edmonton looking at la la looking at vegas yeah, sure. I think that that's going to be natural, and, and I think the onus is going to continue to be on the on the players and the teams that are in front of those teams. Like, if the Golden Knights can continue to win hockey games, especially when you look at tonight against Edmonton, that might unravel the Oilers completely because you are chasing the Golden Knights. You have hopes of finishing first in the division. You have hopes of, of really doing some damage over your final eight games, and if the Golden Knights go out and win this one, then it can essentially take care of the Edmonton Oilers in terms of catching Vegas. Then you look at L.A., and there's one more game against the Kings. I'm very curious to see where both teams, both Vegas and L.A., are at the time of that meeting. But the fact of the matter is you've got three of the best teams in the league since the bye week and the All-Star break, since the the trade deadline, and they're all in the same division, all jockeying for position that, Golden, that the Golden Knights won't relent. What did you like about what you saw from Edmonton on Saturday? What would you like to tweak? Um, I I liked the fact that the Golden Knights went into Edmonton and scored a minute into the game. I love that it was Jack Eichel that put the puck in the back of the net. I love Jack Eichel's three-point night and outshining both of the superstars for the Edmonton Oilers in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, in my opinion. Um, I would love to see... 
and, and this is such a a nitpicky detail, but for the Golden Knights to, to not allow the Edmonton Oilers any power play opportunities, I know how difficult that is. I really do, but that power play is so elite, and for the Golden Knights, I think, to win this game in regulation, it's got to be one or less. One penalty or less in this game, you cannot give the Oilers multiple opportunities on the power play. I don't think that's fair. I, I don't I, think it's realistic. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of that. You asked what I want to change. I want But I was one talking more something that you could tangibly soak in. Against the Edmonton Oilers and the amount of explosiveness that they have, that's a minimum the other night. The, the two penalties that they took, that's, that's overachieving in my mind because of the amount of stick on, on gloves, stick on stick, slashing, hooking. Hold, like when, when, you, when you watch that team uh, get, get a leg up on you or step on you, and one, one of them was Devin Short. Uh, like he, he drew, a, drew a penalty mm-hmm. uh, trying to go wide uh, on Shea Theodore. I, I don't know whether you can play the Edmonton Oilers and expect to take fewer than three penalties. They did that, but that's pretty close to overachieving. To, to me, I think for a team that does not generally take a lot of penalties in the first place, I know how explosive the Oilers are. I know how quick they are. I know how much Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and really everybody on the team can, can kind of draw you into stick infractions, all of that. I just think for the Golden Knights right now, they're an incredibly disciplined team. And if they can really hone in on that, and cut it down even more, then I think you take away the biggest weapon that the Oilers have. The fact that Edmonton and Vegas sawed off the power play on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, it was huge. That was the win. Yeah. yeah. That, you, you can take as many penalties as you have to, but if you can come out against the Edmonton Oilers with a wash on the power play, mm. that is also a big step that... Going into a game, quite honestly, a matchup that you don't expect to win against a team that historically is better than any other team. Based on the last three years combined, yeah. no team has had a, a better power play over the course of three the last three years than the Edmonton Oilers had, have. And their percentage points, tenths of a percentage point off being the best single-season power play mm-hmm. of all time. So to be one power play on each side the other night, that's magnificent. Yeah, one of the keys to the game for me in, in my pregame was even or better on the power play. If the Golden Knights' special teams on the power play can come through even or better, then I like their chances against the Oilers. And, you know, if if, if wanting less power play opportunities for the Oilers is, is too grandiose an idea, which is perfectly fine, um, then I'll settle don't for... You, don't you agree with me, though? No, I agree with you. I just yeah. you, you asked what I want to see. I, I want to see if the Golden Knights can go 60 minutes and really check well but not take penalties against the Oilers. I don't, know that if, I don't know that it's possible because of all the reasons that you mentioned, but I think for the Golden Knights, a team that does not take many penalties to begin with, if they're able to get to that level, they're going to really, really get in the heads and frustrate the Edmonton Oilers. But at the end of the day, I'll settle for even or better when it comes to power play opportunities. If the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers can be a wash when it comes to the man advantage, then that's a win in the Golden Knights book for sure. If you're a wash in man advantage opportunities, that's great because you're probably going to have to take a couple. And if you get a few, that means they shouldn't be 
pressuring it, although they're really good shorthanded. They can, they can get up the puck, get the puck up the ice uh, shorthanded. It's almost like uh, they're good. Uh, they're, the other part, though, when it comes to the power play, is if they saw it off in power play goals, mm. two power play goals for Edmonton, two power play goals for Vegas, one and one, none on either side. If it's even, there's no reason why Vegas doesn't win that game. Mm-hmm. Based on the Golden Knights' ability to score five on five, if you can come out of it with a wash on the power play, the Golden Knights should win the game nine times out of ten. The same way that if Edmonton beats you on the power play, they're probably going to beat you seven to ten times, mm-hmm. seven out of ten games. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a special teams-heavy team, and that's not to suggest that the Edmonton Oilers don't have the firepower at five-on-five. Five. We know they do. Um, but, you know, when you factor in that, that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are just absolute wizards when it comes to the man advantage, how good that power play has been for the Oilers all season long, operating 31% on the year. Like, it's a dangerous, dangerous weapon that they have honed and utilized to win hockey games. So as much as you look at it and, and understand that they can beat you five on five, the Edmonton Oilers are going to do a lot of damage on the power play. You've got to minimize the impact that that has on the game. Connor McDavid is ridiculously good. Yes. I love Leon Dreisaitl. I love his size. I love his penchant for using that size to his advantage in body position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking about necessarily like being a power forward, although he can play, he can play that way, mm-hmm. uh, certainly. But he, he leverages his body as well as anybody. He uses yeah. that to his advantage to yeah. create room. And there's another part of his game that in the last three weeks, in, in watching the Edmonton Oilers on, on a lot closer level, he's got this quick shot. And it's not a quick shot like it's fast. I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm talking about he shoots when you don't expect him to shoot, and it's not on his blade for very long. Mm. He, he, he's been doing that. And I don't know for how long. Uh, this this has been uh, added to his game, but it's taking people by surprise. He did it uh, against Vegas and, and created all kinds of uh, uh, great chances uh, a couple of times, and he did it last night against the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a, a professional goaltender today. Don't want to mention his name because I just don't think we were on the record at the time. Oh, but this professional goaltender told me we. The, the line, your, your first thought when Dreisaitl scores these little quick goals, whether it's on his backhand, like quick, and, and you don't expect him because you think he's going to pass or he's going to settle the puck or dust it off. Uh, and instead, it's not even like a shot. He just, like, whacks at it and it's in. Uh, same with the forehand. Like, it's on a stick and boom. Like, what are you doing from over there? Uh, this goaltender told me today, your first reaction is, who shoots from there? <laughs> like, and, 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 and I thought... That that is great. Yeah, and I, I've joked around with with guys before about that, like uh, joking around. But in the National Hockey League, you don't hear that very often. Mm-hmm. But it's true. He's scoring from places that you don't expect to score from because he's surprising the defenders, and he's also uh, taking advantage of the goaltender not being set because they think Leon's going to pass. Yeah, he he's more of a distributor. He's going to score fifty goals, but uh, more of a distributor. And, and that was the first thought from, from this professional goaltender. Who shoots from there? <laughs> 
Well, apparently Leon Dreisaitl. Um, I, I like when I zero in on Dreisaitl's power play goal against the Vegas Golden Knights. I, I think the receiving of the pass on the backhand and then immediately off the blade on the forehand. Yeah. It's just one of those plays where like every position Dreisaitl can receive the puck. It, it's almost like he can get the puck on net. And that, that play, he was leveraging spot. his body, too. Yeah, he's, he's using his body to make the room. It goes it goes right into what you were talking about. Yeah. He has so many different ways where he's either going to receive a pass and it can be on and off the blade in a second, and you just never really know where it's coming from, when it's coming, and how 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 much it's going to fool you. And he's, he's just one of those top-tier elite offensive players. So do you see a crack at all in the Oilers when you watch them? I do. I'm just curious if you see the same thing. I mean, I think that goaltending is always going to be the yeah. question for them. Uh, outside of outside of goaltending, I, I, I wonder about the rest of the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. Like you know, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl are going to play a ton. You know that they're going to kind of find their points, but it's really. Is there enough down the lineup for the Oilers over the course of a seven-game series? That's going to be my big question. I, I think they're defending well enough, but I, I, I think goaltending and, and really what they're going to get from their depth is going to be the key for them. Okay, I'll zero right in on the two stars. Okay. And I'll throw Evander Kane in the mix. They're so used to getting it done. Sure. And putting up points and goals and production and keeping their team in the game. They have a tendency... If you can be as disciplined as possible with them of getting frustrated. Okay. Like Leon, to borrow the expression from from my good buddy. Yeah. Please do Jim it. Jim Matheson yep. in, in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. He can get a little chippy, a little pissy. Yeah. That's the word. And and with good reason. Like he they don't like to be touched. They don't like to be hurt. They don't like to be pushed. They don't like to be prodded. There's a lot of that mm-hmm. in, 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 the, in the playoffs, especially when you've, you've gone three nights in a row against the same guy giving you a stick in the back of the leg or that extra shove after the goalie covers it. Leon more than Connor, I see that out of. Yeah. That just frustration to the point of letting it get to you and – you might end up in a offsetting minor situation. Now, Connor can too. Mm-hmm. Connor can certainly uh, just, and I don't fault them for it, right? Yep. In, in a lot, lot of ways, they're like me. They're not used to failing, right? You see it every day. I'm not used to failing. Thank you for laughing. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> there's a cer- certain segment of the, uh, of the radio audience that right now is going, are you serious? What's going on? No, no Connor and Leon <sighs> are not used to being sure. held in check. Yeah, They're two of, if not the world's best players. So if you can, one, slow them down production-wise, mm-hmm. keep them in check, but also stick, slash, tap, push, shove, back of the net, the head helmet, that kind of thing, you can get them thinking about you mm-hmm. more than the opposition. It, it can work the other way. It can motivate them. Yep. It can get them going. And then, like, poking the bear. Like, do you want to poke the bear? I don't mind so, poking the bear here. I, yeah. But if, you, if you hide all the honey, then I don't mind poking the that's, bear. That's the, that's the really interesting question because I, I would argue that. Poking the bear. 
Oh, there it is. I would argue that you know you you have seen at times them get frustrated, but you've also seen the the reaction from say Leon Dreisaitl in I don't know the first round against the Los Angeles Kings last year, where he was getting whacked and hacked. He was really getting put through the paces as as far as physicality goes, and then all of a sudden, when the Edmonton Oilers look like they're out of the series and it's all LA. Leon Dreisaitl finds another level because he's irritated. I, I get what you're saying. I think physicality might be a, uh, a an easy way to try to get under the skin of McDavid and Dreisaitl, but I also believe there's an opportunity where you you get kind of you, you poke and you prod a little bit too much, and those guys find another level, and then all of a sudden they can't be stopped. So you you don't like that. I do, but you've got it. You've got to make sure it. you don't cross that line. And, well, and I don't what, know what the line the, what's is. What's the line? I don't know. If, if you're not taking a penalty, and you're you're on the right side of the line. That's and that's perfectly fine. But I don't know what the line is for Drysaddle and McDavid personally. It's where, when when they're worried more about you, Ryan Wallace, but how than they are about because you can see it and in how, the game. But how when, long? How long are you expecting that that's going to last? As it's, Until it's, the it's end of the Connor, night. Connor McDavid and Leah. On a night-to-night basis, sure. Over the course of seven games, that's mm. going to be the interesting thing. Because I think uh, that that compounds. It's like interest. Yeah. I, hey, dollar-cost averaging. you, you got to be aware of that. You're Until, younger than me. Tell me you're not dollar-cost averaging right now with your investments. You sure. Please. Yes, 100%. You are? I don't are know. you serious? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my about. goodness. I'm not listening The kids to today. Oh, my goodness. Why are you, you not slam the why desk? Are you what not are you investing? If what is you, this? If you start with $100 a month today. You know what that could be in 15 years if you start today instead of starting in 10 years? A lot more. And the compound interest right, is right. the same with the yeah. frustration on the ice from game to game. Until you break through. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, you tried to get in my head. I'm Connor McDavid. I'm Leon. Well, that's, where, that's where everything I'm else. I'm in another level. But that's where the whole, it's got to be in sync. you got to be able to defend. And the Vegas Golden Knights, they're a team that should be able to play with that message of poking the bear mm-hmm. but also being in sync to defend they've got the deepest blue line any of the three pairs can go yeah against if dry on the ice or mcdavid's on the ice yeah by the way I, i'm i'm not sure uh the other night uh they they jumbled up their lines a little bit with with edmonton and they had uh just a a, a new combination uh, with with Connor McDavid that uh, I, I wasn't expecting. Matthias Yammer was playing with him. Mm. I wasn't wasn't expecting that. Um, and uh, and now Connor uh, didn't score last night. Like uh, he's going to be a little bit uh, sour because he wants seventy. I, I'm I told I, that he was like he's not obsessed by it, but so focused on on seventy that now he's he's so close he can get it. But but Vegas from a from a frustration, those guys getting frustrated and then using that to their advantage. One, they haven't been frustrated a lot, so they don't have a lot of practice using their coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Not like you and I with Chapman, right? Like, sure. Do you not think I've made great strides with my coping mechanisms with Chapman to the point that Chapman and I are buddies now? Now, so they, yeah. they don't have a lot of time coping with that. Sure. So... And then you've got the defending side of it. They're four lines deep that, that can defend. They're three pairs deep on the blue line that can defend. Are you, I like their are, chances. Are you saying that Connor and Leon haven't faced enough adversity in the regular season? No. Like, are you saying that no. they, they haven't they haven't faced enough of that and they're not going to be able to deal with it? So 
how do I answer that question? Because it's a it's a double answer. Sure. If I say no, I'm actually agreeing with you. So I'll say yes. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. They have not faced enough adversity. Yeah. As individuals, they have not faced a lot of adversity in the National points, Hockey yeah. League regular season. Okay. They haven't. Yeah. So get them into a tight situation. Uh, and we're talking more if, if they ever matched up head-to-head. Yeah. But this is yeah. like a playoff series. I agree. Where, where you can game plan a little bit more and you can really uh, sell out uh, more like a, a playoff and put some little wrinkles into play. Uh, and it goes to what we saw the other night. The fewer shots that they gave up mm-hmm. on that Canadian road trip were in Edmonton. Yeah. And it was 23 even strength shots allowed. Mm-hmm. That's magnificent. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit heavy of a game from the Vegas Golden Knights. I wouldn't mind seeing the Golden Knights trying to poke and prod at Connor McDavid. I wouldn't mind seeing the, the, the Golden Knights trying to get Leon Dreisaitl into a pissy mood. Like I wouldn't mind that at all. I love that type of hockey. I, I think it's important at times to, to let the superstars know that they don't get free license to do whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. So if the Golden Knights come into this game with that mindset, I'd love to see it because I want to see if in that moment McDavid and Dreisaitl will shrink from it or if they're going to find another level. And that's going to be the big question for me. It can work until it doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, what have you awakened? I'll tell you this. Edmonton's in kind of a no-win situation. (laughs) In this back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they already lost the first game. Sure. Overtime, but yeah. they, they lost the first game. Yeah. Like, what happens tonight? Edmonton comes out and wins rather easily. Oh, they get the best players in the world. They're they're more desperate. They're trying to climb up the standings. Uh, and, and they're uh, in a situation where they're chasing some historical numbers. Mm. Vegas goes, okay, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Sure. Whatever. But because Vegas knows... When the playoffs start, if these teams meet each other, it's all going to be about those two players anyway. Yeah. There's no big surprises coming. <laughs> that, that, that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. If you but if Vegas wins and Vegas leaves uh, a couple of souvenirs on the arm or the leg or inside between the ears mm-hmm. of frustration with the, uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. that's a win. And then the result is a win. And you've got the Edmonton Oilers thinking about that when they play. I think there's a real opportunity, not from a dirty standpoint yeah, at all, yeah. and not, not anywhere close to that, but from leaving the Edmonton Oilers with a couple of reminders about how it would be like to play them and being frustrated and then maybe a, a black and blue uh, little uh, welt on the arm wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad parting gift, uh, or a some colorful language to go with the 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 welt uh, on the arm would would be great. I think I think it's a really good because the games are so close together mm-hmm. uh, here at the end of the season. So you mentioned Drysaddle, you mentioned you mentioned McDavid. You said you'd throw Evander Kane. Well, he's a wild of, card, kind of into that fold. Like how much of this kind of hinges on getting Evander Kane off of his game immediately? Like because I, I think if you're going to look at targets that that you might be able to exploit early on in this game in this building specifically i would start with evander kane and see if that completely unravels then you can really work dry and mcdavid this is going to sound stupid and goofy 
and what are you talking about, Willis? But I don't even think about him. Really? I don't even think about him. He's, wow. a, he's an amazing hockey player. He is so talented, and he's physical, and he has the ability to be a game changer. But if, if you're playing your game, you're trying to stop Leon, and you're trying to stop Connor. Yeah. And if you're frustrating Leon, and you're frustrating Connor, guess what happens? Evander Kane feels the responsibility to do something mm-hmm. to get those guys going or to come to their aid sure, or tries to initiate instead of retaliate. Yeah. He's a guy I don't pay any attention to beyond the actual tactics of stopping the other team. Uh, and he just falls in with Zach Hyman. He falls in uh, with Warren Fogle, uh-huh. uh, Ryan Newton Hopkins. He, he, he's, he's the other guys. He's the supporting cast. But if I'm doing my job and I'm frustrating Leon and Leon's beaking me going back to the bench and Leon beaking his bench because he's so sour and Connor's sour and, and they're trying to calm each other down while going off, that creates opportunity for Evander Kane the wild card yeah. to come out. Okay. And when the wild card's out, all bets are off. He might score three. Sure. He could. Yeah. He's that good. But he might do something that changes the entire face of the series. Now, he was great last year. He was on extra special perfect behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needed a contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said it then. Yeah. He will be perfect this year. Same as Kadri. They two players with a checkered past of on ice issues. Mm-hmm. They both needed contracts, and they were both exceptional. Mm-hmm. One guy won a championship. Well, there you the, go. The the other guy helped his team go as deep as it's gone with in the Connor McDavid era. Mm-hmm. Now what happens? Just just keep an eye on that with Evander. He's got he's got the contract. Yeah, yeah. What happens? So I I think you just let him be. You, you worry about the two big so you're guys. Fo- you're only you're focused in. Uh, on I'm, I'm focused on those McDavid. the two big boys. I and, want and, I want to know. Let's see let's see what Evander does. I want to know the tactics. Like you're you're talking about the stick work. You're talking about well, no, scrums. What, what are you what are you looking for? You're not Everything? you're not leaving you're not leaving any type of face off. Yeah. If if they're around, yeah, you're giving them a nudge, a push. It happens in men's league. It happens on Thursday night, uh, women's division B. It how, ha- like there, how there, often there, does it happen with little, you? With little, you. Yep, no, I, I'm not a big pusher. Shopper. Really? Oh, no, I'm weird. more of a chirper. Yeah, that's I'm, fair. I'm way more of a chirper. Look at me. Yeah, no, I know. Like, the, I'm the a hoodie genius. Going. I'm a genius chirper. Just for, uh, but uh, oh. my podcast is named The Chirp for yeah, I know, goodness I know, sake. I know. Uh, and it's and it's well earned. But if I'm not talking... No, don't anybody get me wrong. I'm not saying go out and hurt Connor McDavid. No, Please. Oh, no. I love Connor McDavid. Yeah. I love Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. But you have to find a way. If you're going to defend them, they're going to get a little frustrated. But the odd push or shove or words, yeah. get in get in the series, I think is great. This, I, If it's a Tuesday night in February, mm. I just play the game. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. But in this situation where you're playing back-to-back uh, games, a home-and-home, between Vegas and for Vegas and Edmonton, uh, that I, I get a little gracie in there. I don't mind getting 
greasy. No, not taking penalties. And if the referee comes up and says, you do that one more time, mm-hmm. I'm taking you, Yeah, I stop. Okay. That makes sense. I know I know I've Wouldn't I've gone up to the line. Yeah. I I I'll stop. Because that's that's now you're doing more harm than good. Right. But until that point, mm. until that official tells me, I'm knocking his helmet. Like just making him anytime he goes back to the bench, he's like, Did you what's with that jerk? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm here for it. Let's go. And if you couple that with defending properly, mm. it quantifies. Compounds, you mean. Grows and grows and grows yeah. and grows. Yeah. I can't believe you're not dollar cost averaging with your investments. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to put on a course for that. Uh, when we continue, how do the Vegas Golden Knights clinch? There's a possibility. It's <laughs> more than one. Yeah. It's a little deep. We may need the entire next segment to tell you how the Golden Knights can clinch. Yeah. And there will not be a test, just so you know. Mm. But I would, I would grab a pen, or I would bring out your phone, and I would record it to go over it uh, a couple of times because it's complicated. It's the VGK Insider Show from Section 104 at T-Mobile Arena ahead of the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights and Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. I'd like to know that it's an ESPN Plus game tonight on the mm. television side. So, huh, you get to watch. I'm going to watch with my buddy Jeff Sharples, uh, former National Hockey Leaguer. Uh, he and I are going to hang out and because uh, we're always texting during the game anyway. Mm, so we're yeah. going to hang out and watch the game. and uh, Or people can listen to the radio. Yeah. Uh, we, we love listening to the radio. And uh, you uh, with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. But on the television side, ESPN Plus, Hulu, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I wish I was doing the game. I was so excited uh, for Saturday. Uh, jacked up uh, with all the uh, stats as uh, Darren Elliott uh, called me a nerd alert yesterday. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with how I approached the game. Uh, but it... it also is one of those nights where I'm kind of happy I'm not working. Okay. Because I would have to explain the possibility of Vegas clinching. Yep. I don't know how to do this. Uh, Okay, so there's simpler ways, and then there are more convoluted is not the right word, but there are more intricate ways for the Golden Knights to be able to clinch. Simple ways and more intricate ways, I, I guess is the way that I would put it. The simplest ways that the Vegas Golden Knights can clinch a playoff spot tonight is if they defeat the Oilers in regulation. That is the simplest way. It it requires one variable, it requires one result, and that is the Golden Knights defeating Edmonton in regulation. The other simple way doesn't require the Golden Knights to do anything at all. If the Jets and the Predators lose their games in regulation, if that happens... If both the Jets and Predators lose in regulation, then the Golden Knights clinch, regardless of what they do in this game against the Edmonton Oilers. Those are the two simple ways that the Golden Knights can clinch a playoff spot tonight. Any questions? So VGK win? In regulation. In regulation. They're in. Or, or even if they don't win yep. in regulation, if yep. they win in overtime or yep. they lose yep. in overtime or yep. they lose. Yep. If the Jets and the Predators yes. both lose in regulation, yes. then Vegas can clinch. Then they will, will clinch. Now, yep. I'm just looking. Uh, the Nashville Predators 
currently playing the Boston Bruins right now. It is 0-0, four minutes left in the first period. All right, and the Winnipeg Jets take on the San Jose Sharks at 7.30. So that game will be concluding about 25 minutes after the Golden Knights finish up here against the Edmonton Oilers. All right. So that seems logical. Even if Vegas wasn't playing tonight, they could still clinch. Yeah. Because of the possibility of the Jets and the Predators both losing the regulation. So sim- that, seems, that seems fairly simple. Those are the two simple ways. Those are the two simple ways. These are the more intricate ways. If the Golden Knights defeat the Edmonton Oilers in overtime or the shootout, and either of the following occurs, the Jets lose to the Sharks in any fashion, or there's any result in the Predators-Bruins other than a Predators regulation win, the Golden Knights will clinch a playoff spot. Wow. You want me to do that one again? Yeah. Read it back for you? Okay. And I, by the way, I've already looked at this <laughs> 17 times, and I feel like the more I dive into it, the more complicated yeah. it gets. Yeah. You all are zeroed into the first segment of the pregame show. I'm telling you this right now. Okay. If the Golden Knights defeat the Oilers in overtime or shootout, that's tonight. If they win beyond regulation – and either of the following occurs. If the Jets lose to the Sharks in any fashion, then the Golden Knights are in. Or if any result in the Predators-Bruins other than a Predators regulation win, the Golden Knights are in. So, in theory, if the Predators lose to the Boston Bruins this afternoon, and the Golden Knights are able to win in overtime, then the Golden Knights are in. Does that make so sense? That- I, can I have a question? Yes. Okay. Yeah, please. I got my hand up. Okay. Because I, f- I feel like I'm in school. Little Mallard? Yeah. Uh, the Jets, in this second scenario, mm-hmm. the first scenario, you needed both the Jets and the Predators to lose in regulation, right? Or could could it, either one of them happen? Yes. The, the original scenario, the simple scenario in terms of losses, if the Jets and Predators both lose in regulation... So you need them both to lose in regulation. Both to lose in regulation. In this second scenario, I'm not even being a goofball here. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm legitimately asking questions. I get it. In this second scenario, the Jets' result against San Jose, Mm -hmm. losing in any fashion, Mm -hmm. is independent of the Nashville situation. That is correct. So you don't need both those teams to lose. No. It's one or the other. One or the other. Wow, and that's with Vegas winning in winning overtime in or shootout. Winning in overtime. Or well, that's the more likely one because you don't need everything to happen. Well, you don't need everything to because happen. Because the first one, you need Vegas to win in regulation. You just need Vegas to win in regulation. And if Vegas doesn't win in regulation, yeah. then you need the Jets and the Predators both to lose in regulation. Yes. There's a lot going on. But if they just win in regulation, do they clinch? If they just win in regulation, if the Golden Knights go out tonight and defeat the Edmonton Oilers in regulation, they are in the playoffs. Nice. They have clinched a playoff berth. If the Golden Knights, regardless of regardless of what the Golden Knights do tonight, if the Jets and the Predators lose in regulation, the Golden Knights are in the playoffs. I don't know who's doing the game for ESPN. <laughs> I don't right now. There's, there's even more scenarios. Do you want to? But, but the, the announcers and the producer... They're going to have to go over this a few times before the game. Yeah. Because when, when things start happening and scenarios start playing out, mm-hmm. and this one is off the table, but this these mm-hmm. three are still alive, yep. 
it's going to get complicated. Okay, so there's more. There's there's another yeah, there's, whole. There's more. Okay. Yeah. So if the Golden Knights get a solitary point, so if they lose in overtime okay. or the shootout, and any of the following occur, they will clinch. Okay. In any of the following, so any Vegas, of the following. Vegas gets a point, loss in regulation or overtime, or I'm sorry, loss in overtime or the shootout, and any of the following occurs therein. This sounds really possible. <clears throat> the Jets lose to the Sharks in overtime or shootout, and the Predators oh. lose to the Bruins in any fashion. Oh, so you need both those to happen. You need both okay, those to happen. Complicated. There's, there's more. I'm not writing this down. No, no, no. There's more to it. The Jets lose to the Sharks in regulation, and any result in Predators Bruins other than a Predators regulation win, or the Predators lose to the Bruins in regulation. Hmm. What's so, the score in that Preds game? It's zero zero. First period. See, it's the Boston involvement in this yeah. that's really throwing me off. Well, because I, I I don't think I should have Boston on the brain during well, this this breakdown. Okay, so and that's throwing so, me. Uh, so for here's a loop. so here's the thing: if the Predators lose today in regulation, yeah, okay, the Golden Knights would essentially need to get a point in order to clinch. Magic, number independent of, of the Jets and their hmm. results. Does that make sense? So they they'll have a good idea. Of what they'll What's need before they get on the ice, more or less, because yeah. that game between yeah. Nashville and Boston is at the TD Garden. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Wow. Do you think Vegas clinches tonight? Is by the way, is that it? Those are all the scenarios. Yeah, I mean, I can go over the middle ones if you want to, no, but no, no. As I said, I'm I'm focusing more on the simplified ones. Um, I I do. But there's more possibilities that you've. No, no, I've I've oh. gone through all of them. Thank you. I I got worried there. Could never like, be a teacher. Never. Yeah. I'm showing my work here. I'm, you, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get this right. Is, is that? But what but, that but is? I'm showing my. I'm showing my work for extra marks. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. I'm looking at it right now. Well, I this, just. I just see. I well, I stopped I just writing. See like a grid. Half, halfway through the last one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped writing. Yeah. Because okay. my head started to hurt. Well, like the, I've had bad concussions before. <laughs> yes. And I'm as foggy right now as I was when I phoned Chapman saying. No, I know. Uh, I screwed up bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that call, Chapman? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, no, well, no. I, it was... When I called you from the ambulance or something. Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't call me. Yeah. Oh. I think I you I texted me. What did I call you? Me. Yeah, it was oh, I called it was me. Oh. Not a big deal. It's it's all foggy. Neither here nor there. Yeah, but so I told you listen, I was mixed up. Yeah, yeah, now, now the second time in recent memory, someone's mixed me and Wallace up. Oh, Who boy. did the, the other one? Was Ashley, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so yesterday, going to the show, I said Wallace isn't uh, isn't in today. It's Chapman and I. All she said was, "Don't call him Ryan. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> like to be called Ryan." <laughs> so Ashley was very on point, uh, looking after me. No, she I, she's awesome. She's the best. I don't know how I should feel about that, Chapman. Is there a problem with me? No, no. Okay, I I just fine. feel like it, it it sets the standard too high, and I can't live up to that. So okay, what yeah. a crock that, that is. is that the, the, the bar is yeah, set so high that I'm going that's under garbage, it. Buddy. Oh my Come on. goodness, garbage. Okay, <laughs> say hi to Oscar when you're down there in the can. <laughs> Everybody that's listening to this, first things you want to focus in on: Did the Golden Knights win in regulation? Yes. Okay, great. They're in the playoffs. Did the Golden Knights get a point out of this game? Well, okay. There's a lot of other things that can happen that that, that can still factor into the Golden Knights getting into the playoffs. What about an overtime win? What an, what about an overtime win? If that, they if they basically... win in overtime of the shootout, 
and either of the following occurs. The Jets lose to the Sharks in any fashion or any result in the but Predators. It makes the magic ruin. number one, right? Yeah, essentially. So yeah. They, they, they clinch a tie. If it was baseball, you go, okay, they've got, they've got a tie for the division. More or less. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the question you asked me, do I think the Golden Knights clinch tonight? Yes, yeah. I do. I believe that the Golden Knights will clinch a playoff berth tonight. You heard it right there. Guaranteed win night for the Vegas Golden Knights from Ryan Wallace as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. I knew I'd get it out of him. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We've got one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by my cameo. <laughs> Uh, we've also got uh, Bruce Cassidy, his media availability from this morning at City National Arena. Uh, there was a lot of really cool stuff uh, out of uh, that conversation today, talking about matching up lines and defensive pairings uh, against the Edmonton Oilers and what they're trying to do. He went really into detail about that and uh, some areas that is allowing them to be a, a little bit more fluid with their lineup during the course of a game. So uh, that uh, that part that you'll really want to listen to uh, and be interested in. Uh, also, the goalie rotation, where we see the likes of Laurent Bressois and Jonathan Quick, the two healthy guys uh, right now. And then there's Logan Thompson, which when we last saw him play, he was racing off the bench, but doesn't sound like it's going to be a long-term, long, long thing. He was out six weeks yeah. last time. Doesn't yeah. sound like that. So what happens there? Bruce will address that uh, as we continue. Uh, live from T-Mobile Arena, where Ryan Wallace has declared it guaranteed win night. It's pretty good. Now, you're not saying regulation. I, you're listen, just saying guaranteed win. There's a lot of scenarios in which the Golden Knights can clinch a playoff yeah. spot. All I said is that I believe the Golden Knights will clinch a playoff spot tonight. Which means the Vegas Golden Knights... Guaranteed to win, according to Ryan Wallace. Hour number two on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas is coming up live from Section 104.